Good morning. Um, maybe you just woke up and uh, you had a crazy dream last night. Have you ever had a dream that uh, it was frightening to you? Well, that's what we're going to consider today because King Nebuchadnezzar uh, has a crazy dream. Uh, but before we jump into Daniel chapter 2 together this morning, let's pray. Father, thank you. Your mercies really are new every morning. We do want to ask of you as we have this time this morning for a little while to look into your word. We know that you desire, Father, to uh, do heart change in our lives because we need it. God, we want, we want your word to effectively work in us. As John 17, 17 says, that it would sanctify us, that we would um, be changed for you for your honor and for your glory. So we're asking that your Holy Spirit would uh, just minister to us in such a way today uh, that we would receive and, and truly be changed. And uh, we want to commit this time to you, Jesus. Have your way. Do only what you can do. We ask in your name. Amen. Well, thanks for joining me this morning. Um, think a lot of us go through different seasons when we're not sleeping the best insomnia and we can find um, ourselves having frightening dreams and uh, Nebuchadnezzar here in Daniel 2 which you, if you haven't grabbed your Bible yet grab it uh, open up there uh, we're gonna get into I don't know if we'll be able to finish the chapter but uh, we'll, we'll get into uh, uh, this dream that King Nebuchadnezzar had um, Nebuchadnezzar was a prideful man. That's one thing I want us to keep in mind as we uh, go through this together. Um, and God chooses to speak to him, um, not with crazy thundering uh, voices, but simply through a dream. And it was a dark dream. So a sleeping king meets the king who doesn't sleep in this chapter. So this morning, we're going to look at uh, two scenes together. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar enters um, uh, Daniel here, and there's a secret dream. And that would be scene one and scene two. Daniel enters, and then this dream is revealed. So let's take a look here um, at this secret dream. Uh, that Nebuchadnezzar has. Look at uh, verse 1. It's distressing. Catch what it says. Now, in the second year of Nebuchadnezzar's reign, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams, and his spirit was so troubled um, that his sleep left him. Look at verse 3 then. And the king said to them, I have had a dream, and my spirit is anxious to know the dream. So why is it so important for Nebuchadnezzar here to know this dream? Well, the archives of, of Babylon contain many books on dreams and their interpretations. It was a very popular belief among them uh, that it was an avenue in which the gods would speak to them. So dreams in verse 1 is singular and then in verse 3 that we looked at it's plural so apparently the king was dreaming that same dream over and over again 
So it was more like a nightmare. Jump all the way down to verse 31 real quick. It says here, You, O king, were watching, and behold, a great image, this great image uh, whose splendor was excellent, stood before you, and it was from, or its form was awesome. So awesome or terrible, your translation may say, but this great image uh, was given. Uh, the, the figure was gigantic. Uh, my friend Deanna uh, likes to say the word ginormous. It was a ginormous statue, a huge statue of a human form. And then there's this desperate search to find out what this dream means. Look at verse 2 here. It says, Then the king gave the command to call the magicians and the astrologers, the sorcerers and the Chaldeans to tell the king his dreams. So they came and they stood before the king. And now look at verse 4. Then the Chaldeans spoke to the king in Aramaic. O king, live forever. Tell your servants the dream and we will give you the interpretation. So verse 2 tells us that there's this desperate search going on for what is the meaning of this dream? And I'm sure many were wanting to use this as an opportunity to promote themselves before the king. So whispers, because they practiced their uh, incantations by movements of breath, uh, not uh, stargazers as we might think of them, okay? They later became... Um, the writers probably of the Inquirer. Do you guys know they still have that magazine out there? Um, it's kind of funny. It's actually got a less than 2% uh, success rate in uh, what was going to uh, happen in the future. Um, but anyways, it's crazy how millions of people are willing to listen to whoever about whatever, uh, even if they're wrong most of the time. We also have these magicians uh, that we're told here. Uh, these would be sacred scribes of the day, highly educated, uh, very elite group of people. Um, they taught uh, that they knew things that nobody else knows, that they had secret privilege uh, to knowledge. They also trained in the sacred writings and literature. There were the astrologers, we're told here. Uh, so whispers of those secret uh, incantations and mysteries, sorcerers, um, witch doctors, uh, Chaldeans. These would be priests uh, that ran the things of the day. Uh, and there were, there's one more that was mentioned in verse 27. If you look there, the soothsayers, uh, they determine the fate of men from the position and the movement of the, the stars and the timing of their birth. Anyways, we have all these different groups of people who are supposed to know their stuff, right? Um, did you guys catch in verse 4? They began to speak in Aramaic there, and that actually goes on all the way through Daniel uh, chapter 7, verse 28. So these guys are feeling pretty confident in their numbers uh, that they, they thought they would be able to figure out this dream just give us the dream and we'll definitely give you the interpretation. Um, and that's easy to do, right? But it becomes a deadly decision. Look at verse 5 here. And the king answered and said to the Chaldeans, My decision is firm. If you do not make known the dream to me and its interpretation, 
you shall be cut into pieces and your houses shall be made in ash heap. However, verse six, if you do, or if you tell the dream and its interpretation, you will receive from me gifts, rewards, and great honor. Therefore, tell me the dream and its interpretation. So no tricky deals here going on. Nebi wanted to know that the interpretation was going to be legit. So, hey, you need to be able to tell me what the dream was also. So look at verse 7. They demand for delay here. It tells us they answered again and said, let the king tell his servants the dream. And then we'll give you the interpretation. The king answered and said, I know for certain that you will gain time because you see my decision is firm. If you do not make known the dream to me, there is only one decree for you. And you have agreed to speak lying and corrupt words before me till the time has changed. Therefore, tell me the dream and I shall know that you can give me the interpretation. So when all else fails stall right and that's what these guys are trying to do here and the king wasn't fooled at all uh he must have been uh suspicious of these guys to begin with um so the deficiency here look at verse 10 the chaldeans answered the king and said there is not a man on earth who can tell the king's matter therefore no king, lord, ruler has ever asked such things of any magician, astrologer, or Chaldean. It is a difficult thing the king requests. And there is no other who can tell it to the king except the gods, whose dwelling is not with flesh. So their backs are against the wall here. Uh, they are admitting their inadequacy. Um, astrologers today, we have psychics today. Uh, we got the hotlines, the fortune tellers. They can try to replace God, but God is the only one that possesses power to tell the future, to speak into those things. Uh, but they cannot do them because they're not God. So sovereignty and sorcery are far apart um, from heaven and hell. Uh, more amazing here, uh, Nebuchadnezzar listens. And then Nebi gives Daniel time. Uh, so this is kind of proof that God uh, is in control here of what is going on. So here, Daniel isn't stalling. Uh, as they try to, but he's waiting on the Lord. Uh, and I think there's great wisdom in that. I know we have a tendency, at least I have a tendency, to want to rush into things. Um, but here, a hopeless situation, uh, no perfect opportunity here um, <laughs> uh, for them to finagle their way through. But it is a great opportunity for God to work on the behalf of those who trust him. And that's what I love about this chapter. Uh, so when you don't know, you don't have an answer, when the situation seems to be hopeless, please wait on the Lord um, and only find him 
to be sufficient. That makes me think of uh, Psalm uh, 27, verse 14. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. So let your problems move to prayer. Can I say that again? Let your problems move to prayer. Uh, often we are moved uh, to whine. We're moved to anxiety. We are moved to, to move uh, to complaining um, or depression. Uh, but Psalm 16, 8 tells us that I've set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand and I shall not be moved. And do you know that, Christian? We don't need to be moved by any circumstance, any situation. God is there for us. He is our rock. So if we are going to be moved in any direction, let's be moved to pray. So the dec decree here uh, to destroy, look at verse 12 here with me. For this reason, the king was angry and very furious and gave the command to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. So the decree went out and they began killing the wise men and they sought Daniel and his companion companions to kill them. So angered here by the arrogance, um, <laughs> the ignorance, the deceptions, uh, Nebuchadnezzar sentenced them all to death. So all the wise men in Babylon, um, which really moves us now to the second scene that we're going to consider this morning. Um, the secret is revealed look at verse 14 here and uh see the problem uh that daniel finds himself in here then the council and the wisdom daniel answered arioch the captain of the king's guard who had gone out to kill the wise men of babylon he answered and said to arioch the king's captain why is the decree from the king so urgent then Arioch made a decision known to Daniel. So Daniel went in and he asked the king to give him time that he may tell the king the interpretation. So watch how he acts to this personal crisis. Uh, the king's captain here, Arioch, uh, arrives uh, to execute Daniel in, you know, <laughs> I would have probably ran uh, but Daniel, it's like, wow, brother, uh, he's just going to ask, be civil, not panic. Um, you know, he's not going to make something up. He's just going to tell the truth. Hey, um, and I think for some Christians, guys, the only sensible response is um, uh, to our unjust secular society um, is, is brash rebellion. And I don't see that with our brother Daniel at all. Um, it's not, I don't think that's God's way uh, for us as Christians. And Daniel had courage. That's what Daniel had. He had courage. And aren't we told to be courageous? Um, and we can be when we have confidence in our God. So here, Nebuchadnezzar's head uh, hitman comes before the king. 
uh, with one of the guys on his hit list. And then uh, what do we do? We pray. Look at verse 17. And Daniel went to his house and he made the decision known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions, and that they might seek the mercies from the God of heaven concerning the secret so that Daniel and his companions might not perish with the rest of the wise men in Babylon. I love seeing this partnership. I hope uh, that you enlist others to pray uh, for God's help to be praying for you. Um, it says there in the first part of 18 that they might seek the mercies from the God of heaven concerning this secret. So it is proper for problems to bring about prayer as long as that's not the only time that we pray, guys. Um, Satan trembles when he sees the weakest saint upon his knees. Uh, that's a quote. Um, but Daniel didn't say, here's the answer, then wait and hope that God uh, would speak here. He went home to pray. Uh, they didn't expect a miracle each time uh, in a crisis. Uh, how do I know that? Because the Bible tells us so. Uh, jump over just a chapter, chapter 3, verse 16. There we see his three companions, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, answered and said to the king, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar! We know, or we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image that you have set up. So they would be faithful there on to death. And I love their example here. So back to chapter 2. Look at the second part of verse 18 here. There's this, this plea. We see Daniel and his companions that they might not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Not only uh, not to die with them, but later in verse 24, uh, pleads for them also. Therefore Daniel, we're told, went to Arioch whom the king had appointed to destroy the wise men of Babylon, he went and said thus to him, do not destroy the wise men of Babylon. Take me before the king, and I will tell the king the interpretation. So let answered prayer move to praise. Let me say that again. Let answered prayer be moved to praise. I think that is so healthy for us guys when we find um, just the reality of just rightfully worshiping God. And how can we not uh, when he does answer prayer? When he is doing, uh, we really should find ourselves in praise. So instead of rushing to the king here, boasting in this new wisdom, um, Daniel paused. And he praised the Lord. So pause to pray, guys, or praise. <clears throat> and what is the praise? I'm glad you asked. Look at verse 19. Then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. So Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. 
and he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and he raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness and light dwells with him. I thank you and praise you, O God of my fathers. You have given me wisdom and might and you have no or you have now made known to me what we asked of you for you have made known to us the king's demand so sometimes guys this is uh, referred to or called uh, Daniel's psalm so listen to God's character that is emphasized here okay the secrets are revealed and we're told in the verse part of verse 19 then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision so God gave him the interpretation the God of heaven right as opposed to their gods there on earth uh, he sits on his throne in heaven ruling in the affairs of men on earth also his omniscience comes up in verse 20 look at daniel answered and said blessed be the name of god forever and ever for his wisdom and might are his wisdom and might belong to him and then we see his providence in verse 21. And he changes the times, the seasons. He removes kings and he raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. So the message, God's in control. That's the message. So God want, uh, or wasn't worried here uh, about their captivity, uh, nor Nebuchadnezzar's Threats, nor the circumstances that surrounded them. Uh, it never throws God if we say no to something. Uh, he already knew we would, uh, and he planned for it. Uh, we also see his omniscience. Look at verse 22. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness, and light dwells with him. So there is nothing hidden from God. Uh, makes me think of Hebrews 4.13, and there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him whom we must give account. And also we see his revelation in verse 23 here. Take a look. I thank you and I praise you, O God of my fathers. You have given me wisdom and might you have are you now made known to me what we asked of you for you have made known to us the king's demand so he started with wisdom is yours in verse 20 and then he ends with you make it known to me in verse 23 do you guys know that he is much wiser than we are and that his ways are much better than ours and that's why we look to him for wisdom. And that's why we're told in James we can freely ask, liberally ask for wisdom. And he will give it, guys. And in that, guys, we should find ourselves acknowledging him that it was God who made known to me. So notice how your knowledge of God's character changes your perspective in Daniel's situation. So how does it change your perspective in your problems today, this week, this next month, this next year? 
What does it change, guys? Perspective is huge. Daniel's problem moved him to prayer. Answers prayer moved him to praise. And praise led him to proceed. I love it. Next week, guys, we're going to look at Daniel. Um, he's going to uh, proceed in going before the king, giving the dreams interpretation. Uh, this is undoubtedly uh, the secret to his personal piety and his public achievements. Um, all problems to prayer, which lead to praise before he proceeds. So, Father, thank you so much again for this example that we have in our brother Daniel. Thank you so much, God, that you do give wisdom. And we ask for it this morning. We need it for this day. God, you told us not to worry about tomorrow, but today. So we're looking to you. We're fixing our eyes upon you, Jesus. We thank you that you hear. We thank you that you are answering prayer. We praise you for that, God. We want to go forth, Father, in your name. Till next time, God, would you bless my brothers and sisters? Keep them, Father, keep them well, keep them in health, keep them looking to you, loving, serving you and others that you love, that you died for well, for your glory. We ask in your name, Jesus. All right, God bless you guys. Good today. <laughs>